0: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another week and another episode of Unscripted, where we're bringing you professionals from all walks of life. We touch on their backstory, their mindset, and how they navigate through adversity and opposition. I'm your host, Akeem Haynes. Before we get into this week's episode and I introduce my special guest, look, do us a huge favor and leave a rating and review of the show. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts or Apple iTunes, Chartable.com, or leave a rating on Spotify. This small act goes a long way in moving the podcast forward. So before I introduce my guest, For everyone that knows me, knows that I'm a big boxing person. If you didn't know, then now you know. Boxing is my favorite sport. And so this episode was awesome for me because I got to talk about boxing. And I got to talk about it with one of the most well-known last names in the sport of boxing. Uh, This week, my guest is former boxer and now for the past few decades, world-class trainer, Jeff Mayweather. I had a great conversation with Jeff. He was very gracious with his time and was very honest about all the questions that I asked him. and he gave us insight into who he was as a fighter back then and how he trains as athletes now. Jeff grew up in Grand Rapids, Michigan with his brothers, who were all professional boxers and had their own success talk about the family business, right? His eldest brother, Floyd Mayweather, senior was a former welterweight contender. Um, His other brother, Roger, who passed away uh, recently, was a two-division world champion. And in his individual career, uh, Jeff was a former IBO super featherweight champion. Um, In this episode, we talk about what it was like growing up with his brothers. Uh, We talk about how he got involved in boxing. We talk about the promise he made to his mother, uh, that left him a little conflicted. Uh, we talk about the mindset it takes to be a great champion. We talk about how he trains his athletes for life and not just in the ring. And we talk about his nephew, his nephew being Floyd Mayweather Jr. Uh, we talk about why it's important to protect that name. And we talk about what made him different. We talk about uh, what made him so special that made him the champion uh, that who that, that he later became. We talk about his top five favorite boxers of all time and so much more. I had so many questions. Um, and the more that the conversation went, the more, com- the more questions uh, that I had, so much that we even talked about doing a part two. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to do that at a later date. But I believe this is an episode that you truly enjoy. Um, I think you'll get a lot from his journey. Um, I know that I did. So, without further ado, enjoy this week's episode with Jeff Mayweather.
1: There we go. Finally.
0: Oh man! (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that technology, man, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. How was uh? How was the holidays, man? You looking good. You looking good. Um, holidays is all right. Yeah. Didn't do too much. Yeah. Well. Jeff, thank you so much for your time, man. I know it's your day off. I don't want to take. I don't want to take too much of it, um, but I want to start here, man. I'm. 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 I'm very big on gratitude. It's been one thing that has helped me get through a lot of things in my life. I want to know, right. Jeff, what are what are three things you're grateful for today?
1: Um, I'm grateful for being here. I'm grateful to have many good people in my life. Mm-hmm. And um and I'm grateful for my family that's that's still here.
0: Mm-hmm. Jeff man, we gotta start here, man. I got a couple questions that mm-hmm. I've been that I've been thinking about. Just want to get into it, man. Um, Grand Rapids, Michigan, right? It's where you're originally from. <laughs> I know uh I know I know parts of the city in Detroit, you know, it's not the easiest to grow up in. Um, but what was that dynamics like growing up? Because from what I understand, you're the youngest of both of your brothers, correct? Yes. So what what, what was that dynamics like, man? Walk me through that those childhood, those summer, those summer days.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, basically, when I was younger, I used to be with Roger almost every day. Yeah. So my at. My acid reflux is messing with me a little, a little Don't bit, worry. so. No worries. But, um, yeah, I just should do everything with Roger, no matter what. Growing up together, we were inseparable. So, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. We did a lot of stupid stuff
2: together.
1: <laughs> well, he, he did, i I ain't gonna say him, just him by himself. Everything, everything is idea, and of course, he's my brother. I love hanging out with him, so I ended up doing some stupid stuff as well. <laughs> can
0: you, uh, can you, can you share with me one of those moments, one of those stories?
1: <laughs> I'll give you one. And hopefully, statue of limitations (laughs) had passed. Well, actually, we went into a sporting goods store. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And basically, we were all just coming from football, football practice. We were very young. I don't know how young. Probably about Maybe 12, something like that. But Roger was a mastermind. So he went in the store and Roger said, and it was like five of us. He hmm. put everybody in that position in the store and he gave me a bat and told me to hold it on this guy. <laughs> Of course, I didn't know what was going on, but still, I guess I was old enough to know I shouldn't have been doing it, but still, I mean Roger's my brother, so he came up with the master plan, and basically it's funny because we end up taking a lot of stuff from the from from the store and then saw the guy that owned the store um, many years later. Mm. And it was so funny because he was like, man, it's amazing. I got robbed by the Mayweathers. <laughs> 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 but and then the guy, you know, we we met him, took pictures and, you know, hung out for a little while. So always was forgiven.
0: <laughs> I know,
1: you
0: know, I know um, um your brother Roger passed away, um, but, you know, there's, I've always found, at least for me, there are certain things you learn early in life, whether you want to, or whether you don't want to life kind of forces you to grow up in some capacity. Uh What, during those times when you were coming up, what what were some things that was left upon you, maybe from your brothers, maybe from your parents uh, that kind of always stuck with you? Well,
1: I guess. The most important thing. And I don't really necessarily know if it's from anyone because. I don't know, I was just I was kind of just humble. And I do my own thing. And so the most important thing I've learned is that to try to, to try your best to treat everyone with respect.
2: Mm.
1: And I don't care if it's a, a garbage man, I don't care if it's no matter what walk of life. I don't even care if it's a bum treat them with the same respect that you treat everybody else with. My, my
0: most important for me, my, uh, my grandmother, uh, she passed away last month and, 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 and she would say the same thing. You know, they used to,
1: they oh, used you hear to
0: that. Uh, uh, thank you. They used to call her, uh, uh, like the neighborhood grandmother. Cause everybody was welcome. Um, but I want to ask, uh, You know, there's 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 always some out outlets that help us get through certain situations, whether it maybe it's dealing with the loss, dealing with something or just trying to figure it out. For me, it was sports. And for you, it was uh, boxing, Jeff. But let's be honest, man, nobody wakes up and says they want to get punched in the face. Right. So how did boxing come into play for you?
1: That's. That's a a story. I've told this story. And, well, what I just talked about, me being with Roger. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I never cared about boxing, really,
0: Mm.
1: in all honesty. But I like being with Roger so much that I followed him everywhere. And even to this day, I'm here because of following him. And so they say that no one can really choose your destiny or your path, but in a way Roger did
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because we were that close. When I was graduating from college and walking across walking across the stage, I get a I get a call, but of course I can't answer on why I'm on on the stage. But then I called him back. First thing he said was, "You want to come to Vegas?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> when I came to Vegas. At some point, I kind of made the decision that I wanted to box myself, because I had boxed. It wasn't like I didn't box, but I I never thought about becoming a professional fighter. Mm -hmm. And my mother definitely did not want me fighting for a living. So what ended up happening was when I got that call from Roger, then it clicked. I said, well, maybe I should try maybe I should try it. I said, because I don't want to lie to myself mm. about saying watching people on TV and saying, I could meet him, I can do this, I could do that. So basically it's well so, it's so weird. Once I made that decision, I would go downtown every day, acting like I was looking for a job, which I already had a job that I could have could have taken. But I couldn't tell my mom that. <laughs> that I was just so yeah. I would just go downtown. I will dress up in a suit every day, go downtown, and eat lunch. Because now, my mind is thinking, maybe I should give it a try.
2: Mm.
1: And so, lo and behold, once again, I almost... I had no choice. The day I landed in Vegas, Roger already had me a manager. He had me a manager. Wow. Had me a place to stay and a car.
0: Wow, he set everything up.
1: Yeah, everything was already, was already set up, so why not give it a try? And I ended up staying. <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's how my boxing career started.
0: That <laughs> that, <laughs> that is very interesting. Uh I'm, I'm I'm curious though, when you were getting dressed up, ready to go, where where were you going to eat? Were you going to a sandwich place, pizza
1: place? Where were you going? Yeah, I mean, I we just go downtown and eat, yeah, like subs and pizzas and stuff like that.
0: Because you know? I know that. I know that uh, you you did graduate college, so like you didn't have to go this route, correct? Right. I'm going to paint a picture for you, Jeff, and I want you to walk me through it, right? You, you get to Vegas, and your brother Roger has everything set up for you, right? April 23rd, 1988, right? Showboat Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. You stepped in the professional ring four rounds against Eddie... Dorian, for the first time in your career, what did that feel like, Jeff? What 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 do you remember most about that moment? Well,
1: I remember that I was much better than him. <laughs> 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 so I kind of put on a show. I did knock him out. I was never a big puncher, but. Once I realized that I wasn't a big puncher, I felt that I had to give people a show. Mm. and that's what I did. I kind of like just made it, made the guy miss a probably about a hundred punches and just beat him real easy real easy in
0: in in your career jeff what what would you say? What would you say was your toughest fight? And then what would you say is your best fight in your eyes?
1: I guess my toughest fight, people would always think that some of the names that I fought, that would be my toughest fight. But to me, it wasn't. I mean, I fought some guy. I I can't remember name now. But it was a Mexican champion from Mexico that I fought. We fought on ESPN. The fight was really tough. I mean, I didn't didn't feel like myself. I got hit more than I ever did. And the first time, I really said to myself, damn. (laughs) this fight is tough you know I mean and I don't know it was just one of those nights you know I didn't I didn't perform my best but I think I still did enough to win and I got the I got the win by split decision and that was probably the toughest the toughest fight that I had. I mean, of course, I have other bigger bigger names on my resume, of course. Yeah. You know, I have Oscar De La Hoya, Jesse James Lehigh, you know, and a few other people. You know, Ty Foster. But, to me, my toughest fight was against this guy because I didn't know who he was.
2: Mm.
1: I knew nothing about him. And for him to... But partly it was because I don't know, I just... Something just was off that day.
2: Yeah.
1: And I mean, but when that happens, you can't complain about it. Because my job is to fight. And so... That my job is to, f- to fight. I got to take whatever comes with it. Yes. Yeah.
0: When 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 you're going back to camp, right, and you're with your brothers, what was that? What was that environment like? You know, where are. Are you someone who was always maybe motivated or did you did being in that atmosphere, in that environment alone help you get there? What what were some of the things that that was going on during that time
1: for all for all of you guys? Well, I think. For me. Being that I really didn't care about boxing. I had to work Mm. harder than everyone else. Because my name is the same as theirs, so I can't go out there and embarrass my family, you know, but it's funny I say that because I actually had uh, a decent amateur career long, I mean in lengthwise,
0: yes,
1: you know. And, um, but I was always so reluctant to take boxing as my choice. Hmm. And so I was always having an inner battle with myself. And so basically, that's why I worked extremely hard and of course being with my brothers that's all that always helped and always motivated me so
0: you said you said you said uh you said having 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 inner battles with yourself and being reluctant to to take it as your own why why do you think that was so tough for you
1: think partly was because I promised my mom that I wouldn't box mm. I promised my mom that I was going to go to college and get my degree for her so I was always struggling with The promise that I made her. Mm. I made that promise to her. But. I didn't fulfill. I didn't fulfill it. In that way. I mean once. She accepted me. You know boxing. It was fine. But I think. Also. Myself. It was almost like, did I betray her?
2: Mm.
1: Because yeah. you know, because this is my mom. Yes, you know, and I mean, when you tell your mom, when you tell your mom something,
0: yeah,
1: basically, you want to keep your word. Absolutely, so, you know, and, and and I didn't, but but she she forgave me. You know, and so, and that was most important for her to give me the validation of, don't worry about it. Just do what you want, do what you, do what you're doing and, and basically do it the best you can.
0: I want to talk about uh, your last your last fight, Jeff. You know, I've 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 learned throughout my sporting career that uh, that very few athletes get to walk off on their own terms. Uh, usually, something takes them away, or maybe uh, age takes them away from the sport. Right. But walk me through that last fight at home in Grants Rapid, Michigan, uh, because from what I understand, your your brother Roger was also on that card as well, too. Um, what what did that mean? you and why did you go back there I I know it's home but but you could have maybe fought anywhere else why why was it so special to go back there it's
1: it's funny it's funny you you touched you touched on that because realistically I asked for that fight Mm. to be there um At that time, Foy Jr. had basically signed with Top Rank. And at this time, I was basically managing his career. And so the reason why it was so important to me was because these are the same people that cheered for me Mm. as an amateur.
0: Yes.
1: Basically, it only seemed right for me. I already knew I was retiring.
2: Yeah.
1: This was my retirement fight. Knowing that going in. So, I felt that it was just the right thing to do. The same people that cheered for cheered for me a long time ago had a chance to cheer for me my very last fight, and that was important. That was very important to me. So that's why I, that's why I had it done that way.
0: Did your uh, Did your mom Did your mom ever come to any of your fights?
1: she came to that one but she didn't hardly come to none of my fights. She, she came to Roger because she knew Roger loved to fight. Yeah. She came to four junior fights and, and senior fight because they all loved boxing.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, absolutely loved it. Me, okay, I'll do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> so... And so with me, she was always so, wor- so worried that she wouldn't she would never come see me fight.
0: Would you change anything, Jeff? Now that you've had time to really like really sit back and to really reflect, would you during would you change anything now that you're out of it? You've been out of it for a while, but would you change anything um, how you did it?
1: Well. To be honest, <laughs> I'm one of those people that when I make a decision, I make that decision.
2: Mm.
1: I don't have regrets Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: because if I make a decision and it doesn't work for me, I'm going to go back and find something else that does work for me or try to find something. That works for me before you know I give up. And so I made the choice, didn't have to, yeah, but I did. And I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing all right. After
0: after your boxing career, you're doing what you're doing now, right? You stepped in the next chapter of your life and got into coaching. But I, I, I don't always think you get the full recognition of some of the champions and all the weight classes that you've helped, um, including uh, Sultan Ibrahimov, uh, Celestino Calero, uh, Mohamed Wasim, who I think you're still working with, and, 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 and some time with Floyd. You've been immersed in boxing for decades, Jeff. Uh, but yeah. I want to ask, because what brings you more fulfillment, would you say? Was it when you were in the ring Or is it now helping the new generation of fighters achieve their goals, their dreams, their aspirations, and ultimately to become their best?
1: You know what's funny? Is that it seems like you've been in my life. Because (laughs) all of these questions that you're asking are exactly what no one else has asked. Mm. And basically, no, me being a trainer, I love way more ever than when I was a boxer because I'm helping someone and we're on a journey together. And basically, we start out, We don't know where we're going to end up, you know, and basically my skill set and my teachings and their ability to accept it is going to take us where we need to be or we're going to fall short. Mm. But even if we fall short, we fall short together and I'm all right with that.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and so that's, that's why to me, training a fighter, I'm more than a boxing coach. I'm a life coach. Yes. Yes. sit down and talk to my fighters about life. I don't talk to them about boxing. You know, I talk to them about, I train them. That's that's what we But when we're done, we talk about life. What's going to be next in your life after this is over? You know, and of course, I want to have as many world champions as I can make or be a part of as many possible world champion life I can be a part of you know but in the end with me it's not always about becoming world champion it's about that journey Mm. of starting with someone that you don't even really know in the beginning And then you get a chance to find out what kind of person it is, their motivate, their motivation. You know what I mean? And you, you get to know a whole nother side of that person that you're dealing with. And that's, that's very important to me. So. being a trainer is much, much more fulfilling for me.
0: I've, uh, I've heard you say a few times in interviews that, that Floyd, um, your nephew Floyd coming up was doing some things in the gym. You haven't seen anyone else do before now, Jeff, you know, you've, you, you, I think one of your favorite boxers is Sugar Ray, right? You've seen Sugar Ray, you know, you've seen Hearns, you've seen Hagler, You've seen Tyson, you've seen all these people come before him, but yet you said Floyd was doing some things different. What were you referring to exactly? What were you seeing that was different about him? Well, the most important part,
1: I guess, was, I can't really say if they were doing the same things or not.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you had a kid that started so young. I mean, I know that's one thing that I know that they didn't start as young as him. And the difference is, is that what was instilling him at the age of six or seven stuck with him until he stepped away from Boxing. It never, it never changed. His to him, it wasn't about money. It is now, <laughs> but it wasn't. No, no, no. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't then. That's why you had a guy that became so successful
2: yeah
1: because the only thing he wanted to do was be the greatest fighter to ever live and that's why when he was make fifty million a hundred million he's still in the gym working as hard as if he's never made $1. Mm. And that's what separates him from almost every fighter. Because most fighters, when they start making millions of dollars, they get relaxed. They go out and buy a nice car, nice house, beautiful women. But then everything else changes. It happened to Tyson. Yes. It happened to Leonard. Yes. It happened to most every top-notch fighter in the world. It almost happened to. Him. Yes. But with Floyd, it never happened. It never happened because one thing is this. He never had all those outside devices. Like getting high, drink, drinking, um, partying too much. He never did none of, none of that stuff, you know. And, and so basically you're talking about a kid at the age of six or seven to have that same focus until the day he stepped out of that ring. Mm. You ain't going to find that.
2: Yeah.
1: That's going to be very, very hard to find. People may think, you see now, a lot of people are starting to have their kids start very young because Floyd, they want to have that same system that Floyd had. But if that kid doesn't have the same mindset as Flip, he's not going to make it. Mm-hmm. not going to make it to where they think he's going to make it to. You know, because you're talking about a kid who sacrificed basically most of his life being dedicated to boxing. Floyd didn't play no other sport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, and basically, and it's one of those things where sometimes people like to, like say, for instance, of course, everybody knows Joe Jackson. Yes. And they think that he pushed his kid Too much. Pushed his kids so much that they became one of the greatest groups ever in the history of music. He pushed his son Mike to be the greatest entertainer ever. Mm -hmm. But he don't get credit for that. He get credit for the negative. The negative, the same negative that pushed him to who he became. Same thing with Floyd. His dad wanted his son to be the best fighter ever to put on a pair of gloves. And in some people's eyes, he did exactly that.
2: Yeah.
1: He made his son you know, one of the best, best, best fighters ever to put on a pair of gloves. Yes. So he did his job. Yeah. There's times when he, he pushed his son and his son didn't want to be pushed. You know, and then they have, and they've they've had, of course, arguments, disagreement, because. At some point, his son is a man now. Yeah. You can't say the same things to me used to say to me when I was 15 years old.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? And then, not only that, I'm, even though you're my father, I'm your boss. Mm. I write your check Mm. you know so you're gonna have those confrontations like they had even on 24-7 they had that that confrontation but still even after having that confrontation Floyd still Stuck to his father's vision, and that's what made him what he was same thing with, with Michael Jackson,
2: yeah,
1: you know, but you know, but of course, Floyd was called the Joe Jackson a boxer at one point, but to be honest he was he wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> but he wasn't that bad but he he fulfilled what he was trying to create.
0: You uh you spoke about the Mayweather name um, in the beginning of our conversation, um, and now Floyd is coming up and he's bearing the Mayweather name. But Jeff, when I I had to go back and watch some tape, and I was watching some tape, and I saw a lot. Of all three of you inside him, but just like a, a more refined version, right? I saw I saw your slickness, your showmanship. I saw your brother uh, Floyd Senior's hand speed and counterintuitiveness, and I saw your brother Roger's jab and power. What do you think Floyd's best performance was? Because you know a lot of boxing um, is is opinions, right? We'll say this is the one, right. this is the best one, and it's like it's still an opinion. But to you, someone who has been in that environment with him, what do you think his best performance was?
1: I think his best performance was against Diego Corrales. Mm. Someone who was supposed to be his equal. And Floyd beat him easy. Extremely easy. So, because I, I... Always look at that fight as Leonard versus Hearns. The big puncher, you know, the small boxer, just like Leonard and Hearns. And, but Floyd on that night fought a perfect fight. Absolutely perfect. I mean, he made a great fighter.
2: Yeah.
1: Looked like a pure amateur.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You so. know, I mean, may he rest in peace. And I mean, I was, he was a very nice guy, very humble guy. He was a good friend of mine too. But, on that night, it was Floyd's night. You know, and it's one of those that it's a part of history where, especially now when we have YouTube, we can go and look at that fight over, yeah, and over, you know, and and then when you look at it, people say, "Wow, that kid right." There fight
0: his ass off mm. last no. mm. last last few questions Jeff before I let you go um you know you've 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 been around uh and seen all styles all different types of fighters all different types of countries um who are your top five favorites fighters of all time Jeff your favorites who who's in your top
1: five let me see <laughs> Um can I use my nephew absolutely <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can even use you 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 can even use you <laughs> uh,
1: well, let me see um if i use me and my nephew and my brothers <laughs> No, I mean, let me see. Of course, Muhammad Ali, Floyd, um, Michael Nunn. um, Let me see. Sheway Leonard. And I don't know. I might pick somebody else in my family. <laughs> my brother Roger. <laughs> I follow him forever, so why not?
0: Jeff, um what do you what do you what do you think about about this generation of fighters? Who do you who do you like?
1: Um I think this generation one thing about boxing is that I don't think that. There's really no era a whole lot better than the other era. Like so many people say, I'm not like that. I'm not no old school trainer that say, oh, this guy, that's not me. I think that there's some great, great young fighters out here. But these fight, great fights, need to be made
0: yes.
1: to show their greatness. I mean, I think that you know, the walkway division has always been one of the most supreme divisions in the sport, in the sport of boxing. And right now, with Spence, and mm Ennis, Crawford, you know, those are the top three, of course. And um, and I think that on any given night, anyone can meet each other. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes it great. And then you have the lightweight division. You have all these great young fighters. You have Devin Haney. You have Tank. Ryan Garcia. Um, Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Who's that? Lomachenko. Yeah, you had Lomachenko. And and there's still great fights to be made it's just they need to happen hmm. that's when that's when your legacy really begins when you beat some just like Floyd beating Corrales Sugar Ray Leonard beating Hearns Hearns beating Duran you know, and the list goes on. That's when you become, that's when you're on your way to becoming a legend. Yeah. Gotta take those risks. And right now, no one seems to be taking them.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm hoping we get to see a lot of fights before everybody gets a little bit older, and you know they're kind of a shell of themselves. Um,
1: right, they're not the same fighter then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jeff, man, I could, uh, I could, I could sit here and ask you a million more questions, but I want to ask one more. Um, um you know, when I, when I, when I was watching some stuff with you, um, your brother Floyd Senior, and your brother Roger. And just sitting down and just hearing how you guys uh, talk about each other, joke with each other, laugh with each other, um, the camaraderie that you all have and the relationship that you have with it. Um, Time is always is always against us in some capacity. But at this stage in your life, Jeff, what 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 keeps you going? You know, what what keeps you motivated to get up and to continue helping helping others?
1: Well. That's it. And the one thing is this, whenever you find me as a coach, you find someone that you know has potential. You wake up every morning wanting to realize at some point he has the potential that I think he has because at some point we gotta take risks and when we take those risks hopefully we will come out on the winning side Mm. I wake up for that every morning I wake up because my fighters respect me and, and I want what's best for them Mm. And that wakes me up every day.
0: J- Jeff, man, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. You've been so gracious with it. Um, definitely you are very well respected. I could again, I could sit and ask a million questions and just listen to you speak. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your time. I know you have a lot going on. Um
1: where, you where know, what? yeah. I have a podcast right after this.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you go, man. Thank you so much. Um let's uh let's uh let's stay in touch, man. I'm I'm, I'm i love hearing all the things that you have to share.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. We'll we'll do we'll do this again.
0: Oh uh, please, yes, I'd love to because I, we haven't gotten everything that, that I wanted to in part one. So definitely part two.
1: <laughs> all right, sounds good.
0: All right, Jeff, have the rest of your day, brother. Take care.
1: All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.